WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Steve. I'm Dodd. And this is WCSG Backstage. Well, welcome to WCSG Backstage. Uh, the internet never seems to be short on challenges, memes, and other viral activities. Recently, people have been sharing a graphic that said, if I announced that I was giving a TED Talk, what subject would you automatically assume I was giving it on? That leaves family and friends kind of guessing what that person would present. So we thought we'd do that here on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. So here's how this will work. Each of us will ask that question to the group and then... Everybody gets a chance to answer for that person. Yes. In case you are not familiar with what a TED Talk is, I had to Google it myself. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, I know yes. the idea. Please break it down for yes. us. No, it's yeah. someone giving, like, a talk about a thing, yes. right? But TED is a nonprofit organization, and it originated with technology, entertainment, or design. Entertainment, okay. That's what people mm. had to talk so it's about. So not Ted Turner from no. Turner Classics? No. Oh, okay. Who is this? No. Teddy or Ike Turner. It... He's not part of it either. <laughs> what about Ted Danson? Does he have anything to do with it? Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> he has Sorry. passed away. Uh. You cannot do one. Uh, but now they it started in 1984. Now you could do it on almost any topic. They've been done in 100 different languages. And the kicker, it has to be 18 minutes or less. Oh, okay. That's fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll go first, and then y'all will answer for me. Okay. So if I announced that I was giving a TED Talk, what subject would you automatically assume I was giving it on? I'd like to... Okay. Can you answer in Spanish, too? This is... How many different languages? 100. Oh, we get to pick your language? I don't know how to speak. You can answer Any other in languages English. except for HTML. <laughs> In addition to your careers in radio and web development, you've also been educated to be an educator. So, what has being a substitute teacher taught you? Man. That's that's maybe you could talk for at least eighteen minutes. On I that, probably could, or just under eighteen minutes. Well, yes. and the thing is, I'm too scared to do middle school or high school based on my experiences in middle school and high school. With so I only do school. elementary because I feel like I, I because I have kids who are elementary school age, like they're the only ones I know how to control. Mm-hmm. So well, and once they get past it, you can't control them. <laughs> no. There's yeah. no controlling right, right. the children anymore. That's a good one, Dot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what I came up with, and I, this is just the title. I'm not going to yeah. tell you like how to structure it, but the title of your talk. <laughs> Is prioritizing your kids, making every moment matter. Oh, that's, oh, that's so nice. Because I feel like you're an expert at that. Man, that's All right. really good. <laughs> Mine's not quite as touchy feely. Okay. Mine would be called Strategies on How to Deal with a Coworker Who Doesn't Understand Technology. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny about that is there's a couple of us that are usually come to the rescue on those things. And what I find most interesting is like just showing up seems to help solve the problem. Yeah. Like a lot of times, like I'm having problems this, doing this thing. Dad, you can attest yeah. to this. Yeah. Like it happens. You yeah. just, you're just your mere presence and the computer will just start to <laughs> Must work. Must be oh, nice. nice. Engineer yeah. George will walk into the room. You're like, never mind. You're like the computer <laughs> whisperer. Yes. I've, yes. Thought, I've thought before, maybe we should just have George set up his office in the control room. So <laughs> Nothing will ever go wrong. Always there. Yeah. It's right. too afraid to break down. Right. Good idea. Well, my, mine is entitled The Superhero in All of Us. Okay. Oh, I know your love yeah. of superheroes, yes. of comics, and I thought you could correlate that with, with being a, a good person and, and, and being stand-up. I could so. do 18 minutes on that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Well, I'm a little afraid, but if I announced that I was giving a TED Talk, what subject <laughs> would you automatically assume I would be giving it on? 
I said, how to get through life with a name that very few people can understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I picked, uh, so this is just the title, Tech and You, How You Can Live in the Year 3000 with a Smart House. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Said something to my kids the other day. Hey, I got something today. They're like, is it another Alexa? I said, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dad, I actually, uh, in one of my little side hustles, am on a team with your wife, and we had our monthly oh, yeah. uh, group team meeting this morning, and we were talking about this, and uh, she actually suggested <laughs> how to wrap cords. Oh, but, yeah. was, but then Amanda said you got to limit it to 18 minutes. So <laughs> I don't know. I went with my original, the joy of tech manuals. Once you know, then you can play. <laughs> That's nice. The best. Our and... old boss, Lee, um, used to say it's a wonder Dodd ever had kids because he loves tech manuals so much. Like, go to bed reading a tech manual. <laughs> and mine was titled How to Be the Go-To Guy. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, sure. Well, that part of that true. is because you read tech manuals, and who right. do people come to? That's yeah. right. See, <laughs> so. the ones who don't are the ones that are coming to <laughs> That's you. That's right. Wow. wow, so many ways we could react, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go next. If I announced I was giving a TED Talk, what subject would you automatically assume that I was giving it on? All right, I said... I mean, this isn't really a great title. We'd have to like modify it a little bit. Why some of the movies that society loves aren't actually good movies at all, and then that would like subtitle what actually makes a good movie because you love movies. You're a movie buff. You know any movie that comes out. Oh, that's directed by so and so. It's produced Mm -hmm. by so and so. So you know a lot about these things. But I don't know if we could limit it to 18 minutes. Right. Like we might have to do a series of talks. There you go. You know, a whole bunch of those. (laughs) Mine was similar. My life and movies. How to direct your own life. Ooh. Ooh, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, based on our recent conversations, I went with how to survive eating only Little Caesar's pizza, <laughs> a guide to parents of children who work in food service. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's that good. is good. Yes, and yes. I'm reverting back to the previous theme, uh, the correlations between directing a film and navigating life with teenagers. Yeah. And maybe Little Caesar's Pizza <laughs> yes. also thrown into that. So. I like it. I like it. Thank you. That's good. So go, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. If I announced that I was giving a TED Talk, what subject would you automatically assume I was giving it on? I'm going with Meat Mastery 101. <laughs> From the butcher to the platter and all the loving steps in between. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was very similar. Mine was basically the pros and cons of smoking meat <laughs> and the best practices on doing so because uh. you're all about temp- temperature regulation, yeah. making yeah, sure that everyone's healthy and there's no glass in it or <laughs> bacteria, that kind of stuff. I happened. also went that route. I said smoking meats. You too can make five-hour chili because you made that for us during a chili, chili cook-off mm-hmm. thing. I don't know if the meat was smoked, though. It was not smoked. Oh. Uh, okay. But it was a five-hour chili, right? It was right? a yeah. five-hour chili. When I was thinking of this this morning, my mind went in a totally different direction, but uh, hitting rock bottom, overcoming addictions, and trusting Mm. God for your future. Ah, thank you. You know, you are such a good person. You look at Tom as a whole person, and the rest of us are like, me! (laughs) (laughs) This is what made me think of it. We had our winter concert not too long ago, and a listener came up, uh, Tom, after you'd left, and she said, are you Tom? No, Mm. I'm Dot. And she said, I just wanted Tom to know um, how much his testimony has encouraged me, because I have a son who's walking through Mm. something similarly, Mm -hmm. and so I never had a chance to tell you that, so I use this as the the chance to do that. I think, too, 
maybe uh, I don't know. A good thing is like we don't see you as your past. You yeah. know, yeah. you are not defined by the mis- none yeah. of us are defined right. by the mistakes right. we've yeah. made. So mm. you have an amazing story. All right, guys. I don't know if I'm ready for this. If I announced I was giving a TED talk, what subject would you automatically assume I was giving it on? Ooh, how to successfully live life out of your car. You're always driving your kids places, always going to soccer practices. So not that you live in your driving. car, but you no. just feel like you live yeah, in your car. It looks like I live in my car sometimes, though. I did, like, I hit, I think it was like 89,000 miles or something, like, last Sunday when I pulled in my garage. And last week, like, I don't usually keep track of this, but by this Sunday, I think I was up to, like, 679 miles I had driven during the week. Wow. So you are not far off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I went with sports parent etiquette. How parents should behave at sporting events. Have you Ooh, seen me behave good. at a sporting event, though? Have no. I seen you behave? <laughs> like, I think I'm pretty chill. We've heard your stories. Right, but we've yeah. heard your stories, yeah. and I feel like because you have kids going off into different sports, you've kind of got a good feel of, like, this is how you should behave. And, and yeah. how, just these, be quiet Here's sometimes. some tips and tricks. Garbage yes. bag in the back of the car. And a oh, sensitivity, true. because your son is a ref, right? My and daughter so, is now, too. Are they? So, mm-hmm. so no you, kidding. as a parent, I mean, you also probably become protective no in that. Yeah, yeah, it's really a fun time. My young youngest is nine and so his big brother is old enough to referee his oh, games yep. mm. but the parents the parents are super intense on this team they they for a lot of them that child on the team is their firstborn mm-hmm. it's my fourthborn, oh, so right. I don't mm-hmm. care as much <laughs> um but they'll like yell at the ref not knowing like hey that's my son too like yeah. calm down <laughs> interesting so. okay well staying with the theme I went with club sports making the schedule work for you and your kids Ooh, nice nice <laughs> hey. it's true uh, here's one for you Amanda, the pride and passions of perfecting pies. Oh, that's nice it's been too. a while. Yes. But would... And the crusts, the amazing crusts. Yeah, yeah. they're good. It's a thing. It's a thing. Good Thanks for segment. coming to my TED Talk. Thanks for coming to yeah. my TED Talk. <laughs> Don't think, just answer. Well, it's been a while since we've done this, but since we swap out some of our backstage crew, we thought it would be nice to get back to Don't Think, Just mm-hmm. Answer. How this works is we'll draw a name. That person has 60 seconds to answer as many short answer questions as they can from the group. We'll keep track, see who the winner is once we get through everyone. So this will be a recurring thing over the next couple of weeks. Let's see who's going to go first. Jeremy has papers in a jar. And I just drew myself. All right. And you get to save your questions for next time. That's true. You've got some preparation ahead of time. So are you timing yourself or is someone Uh, else going to time you? Yeah, I can can time myself. Uh. We'll start with Tom. We'll just go around to keep it simple and easy. So, ready, set, go. Gas or electric stove? Gas. Olive Garden or Olive Burger? Olive Garden. (laughs) Four-wheeling or snowmobiling? Snowmobiling? (laughs) Pop or water? Uh, Water. Mullet or mutton chops? (laughs) Mutton chops. (laughs) Road trip or staycation? Road trip. Acoustic or electric? Acoustic. Mm. Fresh or frozen veggies? Oh, fresh. Snakes or badgers? Snakes? (laughs) Nordic track or Bowflex? (laughs) Nordic track. <laughs> fifth third ballpark or Van Andel Arena? Ooh, uh, fifth third ballpark. Mm. Generic or name brand? Ooh, name brand. <laughs> Fireplace or fire pit? Fire pit. T-shirt or sweater? <sighs> t-shirt. Yes, t-shirt. Okay. Lucky Charms or Shamrock Shake? Ooh. Ooh, Shamrock Shake. White or wheat? Wheat. Store-bought gifts or handmade? Uh, 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 handmade. Handmade. Rope swing or tire swing? Ooh, rope swing. 
Uh, plaid or argyle? Plaid. Mm. Mayo or Miracle Whip? <laughs> oh! No! no. Oh, you got me. I wasn't able to answer that one. Uh, no. Wow. Uh, I've heard Mayo is better. Miracle Whip is a fake, oh, fake verse, right? It. Yeah. The it's good on BLT. Sure. Yeah, it is. It has, it has a limited... And nothing else. So how many did you get through? Tom? Uh, let's see. One, two, You guys three, did five. I did four. four okay, so that's five, five yeah. ten, five. Nineteen. Okay. Good All job, Sarah. Right. Good job. Down. Nineteen right, to 19 beat. Next time. number to beat. Thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage, and thanks for showing your support every time you download, review, and share this podcast. Don't forget to join the podcast at Backstage at WCSG.org. We enjoy hearing from you. WCSG Backstage is sponsored in part by... By Fast Signs. They say image is everything. Fast Signs of Grand Rapids knows that if you have a great business, you might need to let your customers know where you are. And if they can't find you, that's not going to be very good for your business. So you deserve to be seen, whether you're in a building, a trade show event, or you've got some vehicle signage you'd like to take care of. Mention WCSG when you visit Fast Signs of Grand Rapids and receive a 10% discount on your order. I'm sitting next to Steve. Lots of pressure here. Fast Signs. More than fast. More than Signs. After the last podcast, now my kids, anytime we see fast signs, we'll go, fast signs. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. You have a legacy. It's continuing. Well, also thanking Kid to Kid Resale. Open my kid's closet to help put some clothes away and realize, wow, they've got a lot in there. So this is a great way to get rid of some of those extra clothes you've got, especially as we switch seasons. They collect clothing from newborn through maternity. You get cash or store credit to use uh, on the stuff that's in the store. Plus, you'll get 20% more than you get at other places. And if you don't have anything to give, buying a great deal too, as they have 85% off their retail prices, things like shoes, toys, equipment, anything you might need. And they are locally owned and operated, which in this day and age is a pretty important thing as well. And they'll even donate the items you can't sell or donate, and they'll take care of them for you. That's Kid to Kid Resale. Learn more about our sponsors and about the podcast at wcsg.org, keyword backstage. Tell me something good. All right, backstage crew, there is never a shortage of good news stories uh, in the world. So, <laughs> in the what? In the world. In the world. Uh, tell me something good. Hey, Dodd, lead us off. Well, uh, this is a story about a church who said, we really want to have an impact in our community. They're located in Clayton, Ohio, and they had a goal of raising some funds to help uh, pay school lunch debts oh, to nice. some schools yeah. around them. And you've heard stories uh, like this. Uh, sometimes kids will raise money for other kids and things like that. But they had two school districts in mind and a goal of raising $14,000. And their church really responded, and they raised over $40,000 wow. in four days. Oh and so goodness. they were able to bless like, it was either nine or 11 different school districts hmm. and have a little money left over to help prevent kids from going into debt over their school lunches. So I thought, way to be uh, the hands and feet of Jesus in your community. That's, that's awesome. Really great. great story. That's, that's, that's great. Uh, well, I love this one because it's just a great brother-sister story. I got two sisters, and there's just something special about that relationship. Five years ago, Mendel Weinstock made a promise to his sister, Reva. He said, my sister was talking about her wedding as if it were tomorrow, and she wasn't even dating anybody. And, uh, you know, 
she just kept going on and on about it. So just to make her mad and, you know, get a reaction, I told her, if she makes me come to this wedding, I'm bringing a llama with me. And <laughs> Why llama? I don't was know. Was she, like, super into llamas? Maybe, the, maybe they watched The Emperor's New Groove a lot when they were kids. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. They were going to bring um, David Speed with them. Yeah, exactly. He's probably available. Right, right. Uh, so anyway, so going back and forth after oh. a few minutes, she decided I'm going to use a little reverse psychology on them and say, okay, fine. The llama's invited. Mm. So... In true little brother fashion, Mendel never forgot this and uh, made sure she never forgot about that invitation. And when she got engaged just back in October, he said, okay, I'm calling the llama place. And uh, (laughs) just this past weekend when she got married uh, in Cleveland... Shocky the Llama joined Shocky. the festivities. Yes. Oh, wow. Mendel, uh, he commissioned a custom llama, llama-sized llama tuxedo oh, for, the, wow. for the creature to wear Is for he the big single? day. I think so. Because if he has money- The llama money, or the brother? The brother. <laughs> if he has money just to throw away on a llama and a custom tuxedo, yeah. like- Maybe that would draw the attention of the ladies. Yeah, you know maybe. what I mean. Like he's got some expendable income. That is, that is a big show of your your net worth. Yes, that, yes, that you travel true. with a llama place. <laughs> he true. must be rich. Right. Yes, <laughs> it's not a camel. A little weird, but. I mean, eccentric rich yes, people. Exactly, yeah, right. So, uh, Reva, the sister, she knew to expect the gag, so she bargained ahead of time, just like, okay, but let's make this as unobtrusive as possible. <laughs> she said, I promised that I would take one picture. I said, I will not stand next to the llama. I will not touch <laughs> the llama, but I will take one picture. <laughs> My friends can attest that I went outside, I took exactly one picture, and then I went right back inside, and I was having not any more of it. The llama did stay at the reception for about a half hour, posing for pictures with other guests before returning to its farm just outside of Cleveland. <laughs> and uh, Reva did say... That she's already planning her revenge, she oh, yeah. said. Uh, yeah, he better sleep with one eye open because I will definitely be exacting some revenge. Okay, so my tell me something good involves uh, family pictures. Have y'all ever tried to attempt the family picture? Oh, oh yeah, it's that's like, not that's not the tell me something good. You might as well no. just take a picture with a llama. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> it can be a lot of work. You know, you try and find the clothing that matches. You have to try and pick a day that works for everyone. Mm-hmm. You have to try and find a day when the kids aren't grumpy or hungry or dad's not grumpy or hungry. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Well. There was a photography studio that took a bunch of pictures of people, uh, graduations, baby announcements, family photos, and then the photography studio went out of business. Mm. And so there's an architect that was in the building that was doing measurements so they can, you know, renovate it into something. And he finds a whole stack, 160 canvases of people who had paid to get their family photo put on Mm. a beautiful canvas to hang up that the photo company, when they shut down, they never found these never people. Delivered. Wow. And so now this architect has spent his time, um, he got permission from the former owners to track these people down. And so over the past month, they managed to find more than 20 of these families. He'd be like, here's your picture of your newborn. Mm. Here's your family Aww. picture. Um, and he said, if anything knows about, you know, if, if you're one of these families, like get in yeah. touch with me, because I would love to get you the get you the pictures that you paid for. And what I thought was interesting is they took a picture of this architect. Architect. His name is Brian at his house, and behind him 
It, on the wall, it has Galatians 6, like Galatians mm. 6, 1 through 10, I think. Mm. And part of that, uh, starting in verse 9, it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, mm. for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So mm. he's not just like putting a thing on his wall. He's living it out. He's living it out. Yeah, so, nice. yeah pretty cool. That's very cool. Okay, my story comes out of Colorado. A six-year-old girl called police for help. Uh, for her hurt, stuffed animal. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> turns out that she was using her mom's phone. I think a lot of parents give their kids their old sure. phones, but uh, those can still call di- uh, dial oh, 911. Oh, emergency numbers. Yeah. Oh, so right. that's what happened. Little girl dialed 911 and got through to the dispatcher, and the police actually answered the call. Uh, they came to the house and uh, helped the little girl put a Band-Aid on her stuffed animal, but they talked to the little girl about how, you know, when your stuffed animal's hurt, you don't want to call 911, but if mommy or, or grandma are hurt, uh, be sure to pick up the phone and call 911, mm-hmm. and someone will be there to help you. So they kind of walked her through the courses, but they, they answered the call, and, and I heard the audio. It was really cute. They, yeah. they, they came to the door, and they were really nice, and they talked to the little girl a little bit, and she took them over to the stuffed animal, and they got a unicorn Band-Aid for it and everything. <laughs> so uh, some stand-up guys, some great police officers doing their job, and uh, also being really, really good to people. Yeah, because some so many men in blue are. take that opportunity to kind of scare the kid into not doing that again, right. or to turn it into a teachable moment. Yeah. And Probably gave yeah. the police officers a nice break for the day, too. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 My brother-in-law is a police officer, and he said one of the things that they really, really try to do as they get into the schools and hang out with the kids because a lot of times kids are like, oh, no, the police are bad. They're going to pull mom over. Mm. They're going to take you to jail, whatever. Sure. Yeah. But so much more of what police work is is helping mm-hmm. others and if they can teach the kids. So yeah. she'll remember that a long time. Absolutely. That's great. All right. We're headed to Chick-fil-A. Everybody yes. likes right. Chick-fil-A, whether it's the sandwiches, the nuggets, or the little mi- biscuit mini well, you things. Ch- so you change the segment to feed me something good. Feed me something <laughs> I was thinking Jeremy could do a TED good. Talk on Chick-fil-A. Very seriously. Yeah, so here's here. It's a pretty short story, but basically, there's an employee at the Mount Airy, North Carolina location of Chick Fil A, and she been working there for a while. Sees this couple come in time and time again, and as you might have experienced in your own jobs, eventually you get to know some of those what you would call maybe regulars. Well, she got to know this couple, and then tweeted out her experience with them. She says, if your name is Maggie, her name is Rachel. She says, if your name is Maggie, you attend North Carolina State University and your grandparents come to Chick-fil-A in Mount Airy, you should know that they adore you and they were telling me how proud they are of you. They told me you made the Dean's List. Good job, girl. (laughs) And then she just finished it by saying, Twitter, do your thing. Well, do your thing. (laughs) They did because the post was shared over 45,000 times with people just... You know, like Amanda just had that reaction of, oh, it was yeah. very sweet. Well, eventually, Maggie got word of the post, and she said that she was screaming, that those are her people, her grandma and grandpa, <laughs> and that this made her weak. And then she followed up that post with her own post saying, hey, Twitter, meet the sweet angel grandparents behind the tweet, BFFs of 55-plus years and counting, and I'll show you, and we'll have them posted on our website. But they're just like, <laughs> like a very sweet couple. <laughs> yeah. So just <laughs> kind of a fun thing. I don't yeah. know. And you wonder if they always have this standard order when they go into Chick-fil-A. I, like, I would love to imagine that. You know, oh, I get the yeah. biscuit sandwich and he gets no the doubt. nuggets or whatever. No That's doubt. really sweet. Twitter, do your thing. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Social media doesn't always have to be bad. Right. Well, now it's time to trick the rest of the group with two truths and a lie. 
And Amanda, we're going to give you a chance to go first. Ooh, okay. Right. This, I wasn't sure what to do mine about, but... Um, on the day that we're recording this, it is National Cold Cut Day, oh. and we got talking yeah. about bologna for some reason yeah, in the studio. Sure, sure. And so my two truths and a lie are about Oscar Mayer. Two of these are true. One of them is not. Every big company, they have successful products and they have unsuccessful products. One of the duds that Oscar Mayer had was called The Big One. It was a quarter pound hot dog that made its debut in 1978. Ooh. Nobody bought it, and so it quickly exited the market. It was probably because there were no buns available for something like that. Right, right. It was bread. An entire loaf. Or like a, um, a sub bun from like Subway. Yeah. <laughs> like a big wow. old hot dog. Wow. Okay. okay. Feel Give the water leaving sweats. my body. Okay, this next one's a little long, so pay attention. Stick with me. Okay, so every company, a lot of times, back in the 70s especially, they would have like a spokesperson, like a Chef Boyardee mm. or Tony the Tiger. Well, for us, Oscar Meyer, they had a tiny chef named Little Oscar. And <laughs> they actually found um, tiny people to play Little Oscar. Okay. <laughs> Steve's looking at me like he's like, there's no way this is true. Well, the no, first. I'm, I'm sad that it probably is true. <laughs> right. The first person to do this, his name was Meinhardt Rob. He was from Wisconsin. He played Little Oscar for many, many years. And then he moved on to Hollywood. And he landed a film role. Whoa. He was actually the munchkin coroner in The Wizard of Oz who declared the Wicked Witch of the East really most sincerely dead. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That's hmm. number two. Okay. So the Oscar Mayer commercial kicked off his movie career so that he could do The Wizard of Oz. Yes, but Wizard okay. of Oz was his only film role. Oh, okay. He only was ever the coroner of Munchkin City okay. in the county of the land of it's Oz. Hard to top. It's hard to top. <laughs> well, final item. Could be true, could not be true. After people got tired of packaged lunch meats, Oscar Mayer revived their company by introducing Lunchables, which allowed kids, it was kind of a fun thing, a way to pack their own lunch. They bring in $500 million every single year. Whoa. I was going to say that would be false because how would people get tired of lunch meat? <laughs> no, it was like, you know, people were like time. looking at chemicals or like oh, trying to right. live a little bit more healthy. So if we make the, the bolognese smaller, smaller yes. then it's healthy. And we put them in a sealed thing. <laughs> right. And throw in a Capri yeah. Sun. Yeah. So, right. And a Butterfinger. Yeah, and a Butterfinger <laughs> or Nestle Crunch. Wow. Man. Those are all pretty believable. What? Okay, so the one about... Uh, little, little little munchkin, little Oscar. the little munchkin. <laughs> when was that? When did? When was he the spokesperson for? You know, I don't have the date written oh, down, oh. but it was before the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So. Okay. See, he's gone back 16? in movie buff mode. He tried to figure out based on the time of the release <laughs> right, of the film. Right, right, right. When, when, when did Wizard of Oz come out? I don't know, like but 39. I'm going with my gut reaction that it's a Lunchables. I'm going to guess you tweak something, and it's mm. actually more money than what you said. I think the quarter pound hot dog is kind of a believable thing, and maybe someone yeah. else even still does that. Oh, that was the date that I heard. It was in the 70s. 78. That they had the giant... The big one. Tube steak. The big one? Is that what it's called? Yeah. The big one? Yeah, the big one. <laughs> that might be the title of the podcast. <laughs> I, I'm going to say the quarter pound hot dog is false. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wizard of Oz, maybe there's something there that's not true. Okay. 
I'm going with the Lunchables. Okay, the Lunchables one is, in fact, false. Ah! These little trays of preservatives bring in a billion dollars a year. A lot of it from my house, not going to lie. Same, same. They're convenient. (laughs) They are convenient. Since I do live in my car a lot, like the kids need an after-school snack, but you don't want to quite feed them dinner yet. Lunchable it is. My 16-year-old and I, we had a conversation this week about Lunchables, probably that we don't ever you know, get them enough, you know. Another one of their dud items, though, was called the Lunchable Max, and it included 40% more crackers, meat, and cheese. Oh. I mean, mean, really. Two X's. Also, this was the precursor to the charcuterie board. I was just going to (laughs) say, we now have the charcuterie board because of Lunchables. Yes. (laughs) That's just a way to dress it up. Charcuterie kits. Okay, so... Because the month of March is, I think, Irish American Heritage Month or something. Or, you know, you got St. Patrick's, Saint Patrick's Day. Day, you know. Um, I'm not going with a St. Patrick's uh, themed one. Mine is Leprechaun edition <laughs> of Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. okay? Now, Does this speaking, have to do anything speaking with of my tiny people Oscar? and speaking of Lucky Charms. Yes, earlier. right. Exactly. <laughs> now, now, if you don't believe in leprechauns, then the argument could be made that all of these are a lie, oh, but true. within leprechaun lore okay. is okay. kind of where these exist, all right? Okay. So, first, there aren't any female leprechauns, mm. okay? Second, leprechauns are protected under European law. <laughs> and finally, there's a leprechaun colony in Boise, Idaho. What? One of those, to be true. One of those statements is Close a lie. to the potatoes, the whole Irish famine potato thing. Ooh. What was the second item? The second one was that leprechauns are protected, protected. under European law. I'm going to say the first one's false. I think there's going to be one female, kind of like the Smurfs. Smurfs. How there's Smurfette. Smurfette is well, the how only do you, girl. How is a leprechaun born? Like, leprechaun. you got to have a mother leprechaun. Spores. <laughs> right? Leprechaun spores. Or they just divide. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's <laughs> and conquer. <laughs> and conquer. <laughs> I'm going to say the European law is false. The female leprechaun. I've never seen one. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen a male alive, one? <laughs> <laughs> Which, what did you say, Tom? First one's a lie. Plenty right. of boy leprechauns. So those are your votes. I will say this to explain the gender confusion. Some sources claim that leprechauns are the unwanted fairies that have been tossed aside by the rest of the community. Apparently, oh. it's all it's totally accepted that fairies are uh, also a real in this gender lore. Whatever. Yes. yes. As a result, leprechauns are described as grouchy, untrusting, and solitary creatures. There are no female leprechauns. Oh. Uh, wow. Indeed, leprechauns are protected under European law. The leprechaun colony is actually in Portland, Oregon. Oh. Just a minor tweak there. Wow. Mm. They were all very believable. They well were. done, Steve. <laughs> all right, we're going to stream for this next one. Uh, here are my three truths. Stream. And a lie. Yeah, like Netflix, Hulu, Disney+. Oh, okay. okay. Again, back to the technology thing. Yeah. <laughs> what yes. are you talking about? <laughs> Netflix was originally called Kibble. Uh, Hulu originated from the Chinese, and it means potato in the Mandarin language. Mm. Couch potato. And mm. in, in the Disney Plus hit Mandalorian, producers use a group of cosplayers when they need extra stormtroopers for the show, because they already have their costumes. 
<laughs> I don't believe that one for a second. Okay. Because, because <laughs> you and I, once upon a time, we did a thing at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital That's where it was true. night lights. And there yes. were people with costumes that were right. out saying hello. Yes. And one was a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. And that costume in no way would be acceptable on an actual TV show. But I mean, those are Grand Rapids cosplayers. Yeah. Okay. That's true. You know, I mean, it's, they're mm. using styrofoam cups and like old coolers that have made <laughs> right. something they out used of used a milk carton. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I'm still going to mm. go. I don't think that's true. I'm okay. going to agree with Amanda there. Okay. What was it that Netflix was first? Kibble. 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 I'm saying that's the lie. Okay. I think so too. Okay. I think I like you the led couch with the potato lie. thing for Hulu, yeah, though. That was, that's yeah. clever. That's clever. Uh, well, it's the couch potato is actually the false one. <gasps> uh, it, it actually means gourd. Not potato. Gourd. So I just changed well, it a little bit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, Netflix was originally called Kibble. They also had thought about directpicks.com, replay.com, um, and then luna.com, which was actually named after the uh, founder's dog. So I'm thinking Kibble was probably the yeah. next thought in that process, but eventually they got to Netflix. With The Mandalorian, there is a group, and I can't remember the actual title, but it's like 501st Group or something like that. And it's these cosplayers who have almost. Legit, cinematic, yeah. realistic outfits for stormtroopers, and anytime they needed some extras, they called upon this group, and they'd show up with all their stuff, and they would hmm. be extras. I mean, it That's makes awesome. sense when you're casting like your epic mm-hmm. Civil War movie. You want to yeah. get the best, you know, Civil yeah. War reenactment Period, yeah. people to be your extras. So plus, also, they'd be happy to be in it, and you probably don't have to pay them a ton because they'd be like, right. "I'm in a Star Wars exactly. movie." Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's a lot Dream of like Hollywood achieved. celebrities that. Yeah, they appear like as cameo. Yeah, right, right. Lin Manuel Miranda was one. And Daniel then... Craig. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. So there you go. I think that the, the Netflix channel for kids that they were working on was going to be bits because they were like shorts and bits. They was that back short. when it was <laughs> before it was a streaming service and when it was DVD you, to mail? It was. Yeah, I mean, it was even all, all before that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it huh. it has been around for a while. But it, yeah. replay would have been a good name. That yeah, been yeah. A good one. that's true. Too. Although now there's so much Netflix original content, it's mm-hmm. not replaying mm-hmm. and it's playing for the first, first time. Well, and when I was looking for more facts about Netflix, the first Netflix original was just like it sounded like it was just like some B-roll footage of just someone just like running around outside. Like it wasn't. A, it was. Wow. A, it was a short. Really? It wasn't like a full movie yeah. or anything like that. Hmm. So some very interesting things about its origin. That's <laughs> when we had to watch on dial-up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, two truths and a lie. One, this is spring uh, themed. One long term study found that at least in the Colorado Rocky Mountain region, spring begins on average about three weeks earlier than it did in the 1970s. Whoa. Children actually grow faster in the spring than during other times of the year. And in the Southern Hemisphere, springtime lasts from July. Until December. I'm going to go with the Colorado one being a lie. Okay. I believe kids do grow fast in the spring. <laughs> I do like too. your pants get, have gotten so short. They get more sunshine and water. And outdoor time, and outdoor fresh time. air. And like when they're putting on their like dressier dress clothes for Easter, it's like nothing fits. In right. This. Everyone has outgrown everything. Mm-hmm. And... Even if you just bought it at Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you need and kid and kid. They've been kind of like hibernating nice. all winter, so they're trying to catch up. Right, right. Uh, I feel like the thing about spring in the Southern Hemisphere can't last six months, like anywhere on the planet. You can't have a season be half the year, because there's four of them. Oh, true. Therefore, hence, I'm going with 
<laughs> Therefore, hence. The one that I with. can't remember as being the lie. Okay. okay. The Colorado one. That's the one. All right. That's the first one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that one, too. Uh, actually, it is the springtime lasts from July until December. Yeah. Is, is, That's what I meant. Is the lie. Because <laughs> uh, you just, you you just I was articulating why that was a lie. And then, and then I was distracted by my phone ringing. From the site where I got this information, it says that it lasts from August until November. Oh. Which is still a really long time. September, wait, wait, wait. November. August to November. August. Yeah. August. That's three months. Yeah. Okay. Okay, right, two Dad. truths and a lie. I, uh, it has been a party game, so one of the purposes of it was to get to know other people. So this is this is me themed. Ooh. <laughs> so all, all right. the questions are about me and things you may yeah. or may not know about me and your TED me talk. Themed. <laughs> uh, number one, I hate chocolate chip pancakes. Wow. Number two, my sister is a vegetarian. And number three, I've never left the Americas. Three is untrue. Three is the lie. Sorry. I'm very because you know. I know you okay. have left. Oh, the Americas. The Americas. Ah, see, there's ah. a because you've been to Central or South America, mm-hmm. yeah. Bolivia yeah. missions trip, and Canada. Compassion. I'm gonna say the chocolate chip pancakes. That That's my, my guess. That was my gut reaction. Yeah. What are the first two again? Uh, I hate chocolate chip pancakes. My sister is a vegetarian. I've never left the Americas. Is your sister a vegan? I I don't <laughs> think your sister's a vegetarian. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> What's commonly known, my dad was a vegetarian. I mean, commonly among you guys, not commonly anywhere. And your stepmom is also. Yep, yep. Uh, And you just know that I pretty much eat everything except mushrooms, so I hate chocolate chips is the lie. Uh, Chocolate chip pancakes. I hate chocolate chip pancakes is the lie. You like chocolate chip pancakes. Because I do, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I've seen you consume pancakes at some point. I feel like I've seen you consume chocolate chips at some point, so it would make sense Mm -hmm. that you would like them together Mm because you combine all your food. On (laughs) Sunday, last Sunday, we had pancakes in and I thought, I'm going to go ahead and have some of those carb cakes there. So I started with the butter, then the peanut butter. And I thought, you know what? I like peanut butter and jelly on pancakes. But I'm like, it's really not a pancake unless it has syrup on it. Yeah. So I went right. all out. So wow. all those things were on That's my a lot of, like, pancake. Sticky and moist and gooey. <laughs> but like next it's... Sunday, I'll have to throw in the uh, chocolate chips, too, yeah. just, to, just oh, to celebrate this moment. You guys know me very so well. Good. Fruit on top. The peanut butter would keep the maple syrup from seeping in. Your pancakes would last longer. You wouldn't hmm. have to eat them as fast. You could enjoy them more. Amanda's got pancake sweats. <laughs> I, I have been working hard to not eat carbs or sugar, I know. so pancakes are We've like off limits. This. And I tried the protein pancakes. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Not even remotely it's like sand pancakes, like cardboard. <laughs> yeah, like but I, they're trendy though. Like you see everybody eating these Kodiak cakes, and maybe I made them wrong, but you, no, you didn't. They weren't <laughs> yeah, good. I, 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 they're not as good. No, yeah. thank you for coming like, to my TED Talk. Like, oh, saw, it's like sawdust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy to be here with you. The Kodiak pancake <laughs> craze is a mass delusion. Everybody, yeah. we're just telling ourselves this is good and just in the process forgetting about real true pancakes. Right, yum. Thanks again for listening to WCSG Backstage. Each show we close out with a deep cut. Tom, it's back to you. What'd you bring us? I brought a Tornwell song. Nice. Uh, there is a song that they do with Rascal Flats called Until Grace. It's off of their album Citizen of Heaven. Phenomenal song, great message. It just talks about how when we get to that place where we just feel like giving up, where mm. we feel like I just I just can't take it anymore, then Grace steps in. Just a really great message. The vocals are out of this world, and I love Rascal Flats. So uh, just cool. a, neat, a neat 
duet there between Torn Wells and Rascal Flatts. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. All right. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Steve. I'm Dodd. And this is WCSG Backstage. I knew I was broken, but there was no one that I could tell. Like I was throwing pennies in a wishing well And I started believing I was cursed to carry this weight I was listing the reasons Of why I should walk away Until grace called my name Oh, I didn't know I could be free until grace found me Until grace Broke these chains Oh, I didn't know I could be free Until grace found Your grace found me I might be looking at a future full of question marks but I don't have to have all of the answers if you have my heart In you, I'm finding redemption a little more 